Today's episode is brought to you by One Step Away Coaching. Finding your deepest why is one of the most rewarding experiences you can go through. When you get to your reason for living, life will have more clarity and direction than ever before. And yet getting there and staying there and living in that space takes time. And that's what I'm about at One Step Away Coaching. It's the reason why I do it. In order to get to the deepest reason for your living, many people need a guide in the process. And yet the irony of coaching is that you, the client, already know how to get there. My work as a coach is simply to uncover all those layers and find out from the places within you not only why they're important, but how to get there. And I believe with all my heart that every single one of us is only one step from moving toward that place of purpose and intentional direction. Everyone can take just one step. Let's together find that very next step for your journey into purpose, meaning, and intentionality. As always, the first session is free and we'll discover actionable steps that you can take even if we never talk again. But I believe once you see it's actually achievable, you'll actually want to keep going. Go to onestepawaycoaching.com to book your first session with me or to ask questions. That's one step away, O-N-E, onestepawaycoaching.com to find out more. And I look forward to hearing from you. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 15 of the Free Indeed Podcast. I am your host, Mike Hansen, and that's my co-pilot over there. I don't know if I'm the pilot or not, but he is the captain. We call him Captain Kirk. Um, you might be familiar with a show that was on a couple decades ago, a few decades ago, and he had some movies, and he might be, he's called Captain Kirk. Uh, we call him Captain Kirk for you know various reasons, and he calls me Chap. I call him Cap. Boom. So... That's how we roll sometimes. That's how we roll. How are you going? How's things going this fine evening for you? Fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. I This is one of those ones where I looked up the meaning of the number and I'm not going to read it. It's just creepy. Another creepy one? Yeah. Meaning okay. of 15. I'm not. I'm, it's, okay. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> All right. Well, then, if uh, if this happens to be per- perhaps your, your first time listening to the Free Indeed podcast, there is a format that we've done that we will continue to stick to for the time being, at least in this first season that we have, and that is that I ask Kirk a question that he has not even been previewed, and then we will discuss it. And so we'll spend 20 or 30 or 35 minutes talking about the topic. And so it's a lot of fun. I love the way it works. It's a lot of intuitive conversation, from the heart conversation. And we will be asking another question for episode 15. This time, I will ask you, though, Kirk, are you ready for this question? This is a good one. Uh, wait a minute. Let me, let me do a systems check. Let me, let me check my innards. Let me check, check my, the innards. Check my mind, my body, my spirit. Let me check Everything's my soul. checking in. Let me check my emotions. Let me check my attitude at the door. Let me uh, microphone right there, check. Let me check the mic. Check, check. Mike is checking. All right. I'm, I'm watching ready. those green I'm lines. Ready now. I'm ready. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, how come we can't consume our way to freedom? Oh, come on, man. Wow. That's a loaded question. You're Ask good, another way. You're a good question asker. <laughs> Ask another way, but not really. Why can't we consume our way to freedom? Consume our way to freedom. A little <sighs> variant in the English language. That's like, saying, that's like saying, why can't I eat potato chips until I get healthy? 
that's like saying, why can't I eat Big Macs until until I live a long, healthy, prosperous life? I mean, there was a guy that did the the documentary about eating. Oh, I forgot the name of it. Supersize me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, didn't he do that? Didn't he pretty much like eat like ridiculous amounts of McDonald's or something like that? Yeah, for 30 days or whatever right. it was, and he ended up with yeah. a terrible liver. Yeah, and so you'll never be able to, and that's prime example, man. That's That's prime example of how... Um, in other ways, it's even proven out that you can't consume your way to anything beneficial because consumption, um, consumption always brings kind of a temporary end to something. It brings a, uh, 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 it brings kind of things to close faster than they should in some kind of way. I mean, consumption, you know, unfortunately in our country, in America, we live in a consumeristic society. We live in a consumeristic economy. One of the ways we measure our economy is by the consumer index. <laughs> I mean, in, in other words, how well are we consuming? And in our culture, we consume everything. We consume oil, gas. We consume food. We consume, you know, the Internet. We consume uh, entertainment, media. We consume each other. Uh, we consume church. We consume God. And we just show up with... It's all about me, and and it's all about me, and what what can I get from this? Whatever it is I can get until it's gone, and you're never going to be able to get till it's gone and somehow find yourself better off than you were in the beginning because as people, and I think, you know, as people and as humans made in the image of God, well, God is a creator, and and I think, you know, again, my own personal take just in the moment right now, I think, you know, we should be creating in terms of life. We should be creating relationship. We could be we should be creating great life. We should be creating a future. We should be creating, you know, positive atmospheres and environments. And so when you find yourself in a mode of consumerism or consuming, you never find yourself in a mode of creating because you can't create and consume at the same time. Or what you create from the consumption is only temporary. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't want temporary freedom. I want permanent freedom. I want freedom forever. I want free indeed. Like, I don't want heat from a campfire because that's going to go away. You know, I want heat from the sun. Nice. S-O-N. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Three for a loop. But, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, that's, to me, I, yeah, that's that's kind of the the loaded part of that question is I think, you know, whenever you consume anything, it's always going to be temporary. And you can never love something that you consume. Oh, I agree. You never love anything that you consume. You might say, I love Starbucks. Well, you love the taste of the drink. Do you have a relationship with yeah, that cup you of love, coffee? You love, you know, when you hold up that cup, you don't love that. You, you, you might love the, the, the taste and the feeling that what's in that cup gives you. But when you're done consuming, you're going to throw away the cup. And, and, and whatever you consumed is going to come out of you in some kind of way. Um, so you don't love it, but you'll never love anything that you consume. So we we can't just live with a consumeristic mentality and expect any kind of life that resembles being free from something. That's that's so true. What then is the opposite of consumption and consuming? Creation. I Boom. I agree. I yeah, mean, that's true. I mean, it's 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 creation, and it's you know it, it's what is what is better after me than it was before me. What am I leaving behind for someone else to enjoy or for someone else to benefit from? 
you know, and, and if, if we're not doing that, then, then we are living a purely consumer, but yeah, the opposite of consumption, I think is creation. And, and in, in some kind of way we should be living a creation type of experience. So then tell me about how freedom relates to creativity. Wow. Um, when you're, when, when you, when you're living in the freedom journey, and I'm talking a free indeed journey, which to me is an offensive, purposeful journey. And when you're living in an offensive, purposeful journey, purpose is always going to create something. Purpose is always going, when you're living in true purpose, the whole point of that purpose is to create something that doesn't exist. And so whether your purpose is to be the best house painter in the world well, when you leave that house, it's going to be something that it wasn't before you got there. And so you created a better home if that's your purpose. But whatever your purpose is, is going to leave. And so when you, when you live with purpose, to me, that's kind of synonymous with living with freedom, at least a kind of free indeed mentality, John 836 mentality. Um, then, then you're going to leave the world better than you found it. So consumption and consumerism and living the consumer life is a is more of a one-way road where you aren't leaving something behind you you're just consuming what comes up in front of you yeah. you're just taken and it's already created for you to consume yeah and you you just taken it. it's all about me it's Taking. all about me 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 everything now is me 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 all about me i love me some me i mean we we even live our lives on social media I mean, it's all about me, me, me today. And so when you live in that me state, yeah, you're just taking. You're just a taker. And who likes a taker? I mean, like, really, like, how do you think about all the people in your life that you like to be around, that you love just being around that person? Are they a taker? Probably not. I mean, even if you're a giver, I'm a giver. I'm, I'm, that's my personality. That's my nature. But even as a giver, I don't like to be around takers receivers is kind of different, but, but sure. But at the same time, nobody likes to be around a taker and that's just, man, that's a buzzkill. It's like, Oh man, somebody always asking for this, always leaving you worse off than they found you. That's miserable. That's a miserable existence. Don't nobody like that person. So a good marker of the difference between being someone who's creative, maybe not just, I'm not saying you have to be creative instead of just being consumer, a marker of you, not just being consumer. I felt some of this tension a number of years ago in terms of I want to create versus I just want to consume. And there's an art side of it, an art, uh, an, I don't like the word artsy. Creativity, just part of it. Um, so I think there's a marker that says, you know, I'm, I'm done just consuming, consuming. I want to contribute is another way to put it, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, man, I think when you can cross that line in life, then the, the world becomes a better place. If we have more people trying to create things and trying to make things better, this world would be awesome. And I, you know, I even think about guys that, that, you know, that basically are proud or are happy about their porn consumption. And I'm like, what if you took all or even half of that time, the literal time that you spend consuming porn, what if you took just half of that time and went to go make something better what if you volunteered somewhere with the copious amounts of hours that you sit there consuming something that's not going to make you better what if you just went and served or what if you tried to you know not even try but what if you started a business or what if you whatever but like i said what if you just went to volunteer somewhere some kids some some you know 
some people less fortunate than you? Or what if you went to go raise money to, you know, to, to do something good or whatever it is. But, you know, I mean, that to me, that, that mentality of just, I'm just going to sit here and take and consume, man. It's, it's just, it's just miserable, but it's fulfilling when you say, okay, when I leave this place, this world is going to be better because I was here. When I leave this room, this space, when I leave, you know, this, whatever it is, when I leave my office, when I leave my church, when I leave my, whatever it is, it's going to be better because I was there. I'm not just going to show up and consume. Nowadays, even in a church culture, we just, you know, we, we can sometimes show up to church to consume. Like we show up like it's a concert where we hear a, a TED talk. <laughs> you know, we get right. a TED talk and a concert at the same time. No, it's not that. No. I mean, you know, we're, we're coming here to, to worship and to share and to fellowship and to learn and to grow and all those kinds of things. So serve. Yeah, serve. And again, leaving it better than you found it. How many churches, what percentage of churches do you think need no volunteers? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many pastors will say, no, thank you. We got too many volunteers. I don't need any more volunteers. Yeah, right. I mean, none. Right. That would be a, a population of none. So, yeah, just the whole notion of creating and giving and serving, I think, is huge. So what about the idea of changing your mentality around relationships then when it comes to being a consumer? Yeah, because see, then we then we get to the point where we consume each other. And then we get to the point where all of the relationships in our lives can become about me. And what are you giving me? What am I getting from you? And when we live that, then we're we're not feeding in, we're not pouring in. You know, then that's when we leave other people empty and drained and and people have nothing left. That's when we leave our kids feeling like they can't do any good and and we leave our kids feeling like they're not good enough and and we leave our spouse, our significant other feeling like they're not good enough and we just take 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 and and we, you know, especially from a guy perspective, um and obviously I'm not a guy basher because I'm a guy. But quite often, you know, we leave our, our wives feeling like, you know, the only good they have is how they can serve us sexually or, or how they can measure up to this and that. And then vice versa, you know, there, there are women that, that leave their husbands feeling like the only good that, that the husband is is what he can do for her around the house or what he can, you know, what empty spaces he can fill in her and, and whether or not he's good enough. And so... Um, in the context of our relationships, man, when you show up in a relationship with the attitude of gratitude and when you show up in a relationship with the, the, with the spirit of service, like, how can I serve you? And if both people show up, how can I serve you? Then both people end up served. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. intimacy. You know, you, you end up giving and what if we just give our way into intimacy? That's a great path to follow. I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's the path to to follow into intimacy is, you know, two or you know two people or just people whatever, giving to each other and serving each other, you know, in ways that that is what do you need? And Jesus was a perfect example of that. I mean, what do you need right now? You know, here's what you need, and I'm going to serve you in in in, in that context. That here's what you need, even if that means getting on the floor and washing your dirty, filthy, nasty feet. Yeah. I want to do that because that's what you need right now. <clears throat> I mean, that's the that's how we should be living in relationship. That is relationship. You know, with uh, the idea of just guys' view of women, you know, we've talked about this a couple of times too. 
because with porn problem with 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 porn men see women as simply something to be consumed not yeah. as human beings yeah and that becomes a real big problem especially if you're in a marriage or trying to have any kind of relationship with another woman yeah we get conditioned to see women as objects exactly we get con- conditioned to see them as a thing and not a who and and we get conditioned to consume we get conditioned to take from a woman to literally take and every guy out there knows what I'm talking about. If you watch enough porn, eventually it'll lead you down a path of some kind of violence or some kind of unnatural sexual expression or whatever it is, something pretty freaky, pretty out there. But either way, it conditions us to see women as a thing. And, and you know, our, our population of women today feel objectified and that's where you get the whole me too movement and times up and all those kinds of things. I mean, because it's the baseline is objectification. The baseline is you're only good for, you know, for what I can get from you or for what I can do to you. And so that's the baseline. And then when you take that to the next generation, I got three daughters. Man, I don't trust a boy. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, from that perspective, it's like, wait a minute. You know, and this is kind of why I even look back at my porn consumption and just like, man, I just kick myself because I'm like, I look at my three doors and right now I'm looking at them on the wall and you know, I'm looking at my three doors. I'm like, man, I just can't picture somebody objectifying my daughter. <laughs> like I, I literally, my, my trigger finger gets itchy. Like I'm, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't picture that. And so, but that's the culture that they grew up in now. And so this next generation of, of young men, of young boys, that's all they know. That is all they know. You ask them, how's the water? They're like the fish. How's the water? What water? That's all they know is objectification of women. And so of females. So now you got kids and I know everybody thinks, no, not my son. No, my son is, he's a nice little energy. He's my little baby. Yeah. Okay. Your son is probably asking for nudes from girls in his class. Trust me on that one. My, my, my daughters are 21, 20 and, and soon to be 14. So uh, you know, my son is 15. And so I, I, I get what's going on in their world and, and they're being seen as nothing but objects. And so how do we communicate to them that you're not an object, that you, you don't have to give in to just what a boy wants to take from you. And, and so that's the world that they live in. But yeah, as men, as males, it completely programs us to see women as objects. And for women that consume porn, because all male, by far, most pornography is male generated for male consumption from a male perspective. Most of it. It also programs women to see themselves as objects, to see themselves as my, my job is to sexually satisfy a man by far. No, so, yeah, I mean, it can go both ways, but pornography absolutely sets a baseline of objectification in the context of sexuality. Yeah, definitely. It, I'm thinking of the, the, the idea of we can't have enough when it comes to, being, to consuming, and we've referenced it a number of times. Apologies, you know, if we start circling back on stuff we've said, because we're now getting a number of episodes in, but we'll repeat stuff in terms of how important they are. But this is one thing that is worth repeating, and that is the idea of when it comes to porn, you, you, you can't get enough. There's only so many hours in a day. And the idea of taking your time and creating something, and um, what's, what I've found is there aren't enough hours in a day, and I wish we could create 
a lot more podcasts, for instance, you know, I, I have this a goal of a certain number of episodes and I wouldn't have that kind of goal if I wasn't living this, this life of freedom. And I know you have goals too. The idea of what you can achieve and the idea of what you can do turns from how much can I consume to how much can I give? How much can I share? What can I leave? And then you know what happens? Your days are filled up with more purpose, more direction. And then it's like, now you have to start saying no to things mm-hmm. because you realize it doesn't fit into your purpose and meaning and, and direction. And so consumerism I'm seeing as a very superficial uh, way to, it, it pulls you in certain directions, but that's not the direction I believe our life should should move towards. Yeah. And it's so easy today, relatively speaking, it's so easy to produce. Instead of consuming content, it's easier than ever to produce. What if the disciples had Facebook? Right. What if What if the Apostle Paul had Instagram? <laughs> I mean, Twitter. I mean, had, you know, it's so, it's relatively easy. You don't need a whole, I mean, look at this. We're doing this production right here in my living room <laughs> at the counter, exactly. you know, with, with, with a MacBook and some microphones. I mean, it doesn't take all, you can do Facebook live and produce content and say something positive and encouraging, you know, as opposed to, yeah, us living with purpose has, has gone from consuming something destructive and something that's not enough to producing something that we don't have time enough to produce. I mean, that's positive. That's benefiting people that people are going to hear and people, somebody's going to say, wow, you know, this was great. I, I, you know, this, this really helped me or benefit me. And we've gotten feedback to that point, but yeah, to go, to switch the mindset of, you know, of, of, of having purpose and having purpose and using purpose to drive you to produce completely gets you outside of the mindset of just living to consume and that consuming just keeps me, you know, empty and hollow and shallow. So forgive me if this is asking some of the same question, but how does that relate to your freedom then? How does that keep you free or anything you want to say? on? Oh, absolutely. It gives me a purpose. I mean, purpose is huge. Purpose is that, that, you know, a lot of people have seen that you might've seen, um, the, uh, the, the uh, analogy that people do, it's like a video and you have a jar and it's like, well, you know, how much can fit in this jar? And you put maybe some ping pong balls in the jar and, and it's like, is it full? You know, and then, you know, the audience might say, yeah, it's full. Well, then you get some little marbles and you pour marbles and they fit in between all the ping pong balls. And then, you know, is it full? And, you know, and well, yeah, sure it does look full. Then you get some sand and you put the sand in there and the sand goes down and fills in the spaces in between all the marbles. And is it full? Yeah. And then, you know, and then you get some water and you pour that in there. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, what we thought was full turns out it was nowhere near full. But if we just keep finding um, what can fit in the space that we have, we find that our lives can be, oh, a life, but not just life, but life to the full. That sounds very familiar. That's right. John 10.10. Wow. We've got a guy who we like to follow. He's got some great sayings. Maybe that's the whole point of not just giving us life, but life to the full. Because you can have life, but not life to the full. And so when you live with purpose, when you live with with creation, with producing, that's when you live a full life. And and that relates completely. Because guess what? When you're producing, when you're creating... You don't have time for consuming and you'll find that creating feels a whole lot better than consuming because when we're done, you know, these podcasts, I never feel shame or guilt. 
I never feel, matter of fact, I'm kind of pumped up sometimes and I'm like inspired to go do something else. And so, yeah, purpose, you'll always find time in your day for purpose and purpose will always make time in your day. Just like the ping pong balls, the marbles, the sand and, and the water. And so, yeah, when you get into the notion of creation, then you find that, that man, your creativity, the, the same root word to create. When you find that, then your creativity goes through the roof. And then it's like, I got ideas for this and ideas for that. And I bet, man, I bet whatever list of questions you got, man, <laughs> I mean, there's probably no end to the questions that we could talk about on podcasts and stuff. And so it it just spawns extra space in your brain. And, and it's neurologically proven that, that you know, when when you get into the space of creation, that your brain all of a sudden lights up in certain areas that allows you to be more creative. And that's why these musical artists never run out of music. I mean, when they die, it's like, oh, so-and-so just died, but, you know, there's 2,000 songs that are in their vault that weren't released yet. And, you know, these people are constantly creating because when you create, it actually creates creation. And, and when you live with that, that becomes purpose and that becomes good and fulfilling. And then you just get better and better and better. And then it gets to the point where the stuff that people hear isn't even all your stuff. It's just the best stuff. But it's like, man, if they really heard all my stuff. And so, you know, you get this artist that dies and it's like, he's still putting out new music five years later. Right. <laughs> you know, he ain't dead. You know, he's living on some island somewhere. No, they just create so much. And so when you get into that space, man, it, it just, it, it opens your life up to a sense of freedom that you never experienced before because you have a purpose for your life as opposed to just consuming that purpose becomes creating. Yeah. And I think we need to also kind of be clear in terms of, we're not telling people to never consume. I mean, you have to consume things in life. We're talking about just specifically the consumption of pornography. Consuming pornography does nothing for either end of that superficial relationship. There's no help in either way. Consumption tends to be that that one way. Uh, one of the people who I've watched and listened to often is a guy named John Maxwell, and he he will circle back on the idea of how do we create value for others? That is also the opposite of consuming is because we want to create value for other people in our lives. And he just boils it down to asking the question, how can I create value for one person today? How can I create value in someone else's life today? Mm -hmm. That is a very simple way to just switch in your mind from always being a consumer to how can I give something of myself in a positive way out to the world? How can you make somebody smile today? I mean, what if you live, what if you wake up every morning with an intent to make one person smile today in some kind of way? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a magical life. I mean, and that gives you purpose and you'll see opportunities for that as well. But how can I do that today? Just how can I affect one person's life for the better today? And oh, by the way, did you know that if you're consuming porn, somebody is making an atrocious amount of money off of you consuming pornography? I mean, somebody out there is making billions of dollars. I know to you it's free and you don't log in nowhere and you just go to this site and that site. We can name them, but we won't. And and you don't have to give any information and all that kind of stuff. Somebody is making a ridiculous amount of money off of your labor. If I'm not mistaken, that's the definition of slavery. Yeah. And, and so instead of being, and, and that's the thing, when we consume porn, we're actually a commodity. <laughs> Right. <laughs> when we're consuming porn, I mean, it's like somebody is making money off of us consuming porn. And so you allow yourself to be 
consumed by somebody else. You become a number. You become, you know, just something that somebody can monetize. And I mean, if if nothing else, that should tick you off. Like, wait a minute, man. I, you know, how you just going, you know, how you just going to punk me like that, man? You can't just play me like you just going to sell me. That's exactly what they're doing is selling you. And somebody's making a ridiculous amount of money off of your free, quote unquote, porn consumption. And and if you're out there and that free, quote unquote, porn consumption, did it cost you a job? Could it cost you a job? If you really got caught, if they really checked your history, history and your bios and all that, could it cost you a job? Could it cost you a relationship? You know, could it cost you a marriage? Could it cost you your life? What is that worth? You know, we you know we were talking a little bit ago about somebody that may have that we come across that may have lost their job as opposed as a as a result of porn consumption. I know a lot of guys, matter of fact, that have done that. What did it cost them? But at the same time, who benefited from them consuming porn? Right, and so why don't you turn around who benefits from your actions and to make it something positive? So I'm actually right in the middle of a. 30 day challenge I gave myself based on a podcast I listened to a while back. I consumed a podcast. Um, and I told you about this guy. His name is coach George Raveling. I've never heard of the guy. You hadn't heard of him either. And the guy's been around for decades. And, um, but he had, he has this practice. He's like 81 now. And he has a practice of every single day. He tries to say something positive. And I said to myself, after listening to the podcast that he was on Tim Ferriss, I said, uh, I need to do this. I need to start this habit and I got to remind myself and make sure I get it done. And in 30 days I can, and I can keep on going and just remember that I need to say something positive to someone else and to be able to give away some positivity, at least to one person. And so I'm going to record my, my, uh, today's positive, And that is Kirk, you had some awesome chicken wings here tonight wow. and I really enjoyed them, especially wow. the sauce that I know you didn't make the sauce, but it was a good sauce. It's good sauce, man. It was a really good sauce. Thank you for that positivity, <laughs> man. You just made me smile. I appreciate it. So there that, you go. Man. That's adding it value worked. to someone else. It worked. That's right. It worked. And I do that too. I post quotes on Facebook and that kind of stuff and just stuff that I think can help or benefit somebody's life. But just living that way, man, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool Yeah, way. and specifically when it comes to things like that with social media, you know, that's been one of my practices years ago. When I first got on Facebook, 2008, 2009, whatever it was, I would say political stuff. I would say get on the bandwagon or whatever you call it, wagon, uh, get on the soapbox, whatever it might be. It's not like some of those opinions have changed. I just don't voice them. And that doesn't, doesn't help anyone else. Nobody's going to get changed from all that. So I decided back in the day, I just want to post stuff that's positive. I just want to share things that help someone else. And I think that's a great approach to something like social media at least it gives you that idea to be able to share something positive out into to the world yeah. and create that value just to say something good man and, you know there's so many times during the day man where you just you come across somebody you're 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 the barista at your coffee shop the person that made your sandwich at lunch um your spouse or significant other your kids there's so many opportunities all day long somebody at work to just spread some positivity and just to live with that purpose of I'm going to produce, it costs nothing to produce a smile. Exactly. It costs absolutely nothing to produce one smile. And, and you live with that sense of purpose. And then when you get that smile, guess what? You're a winner. You, you succeeded in your purpose that day. That's a very good feeling to have succeeded in your purpose. And to when you lay your head down, to lay your head down like I'm a winner. 
and I've, I've achieved something great today. I made somebody smile. Yeah. And when you're only consuming and you're not going to make someone smile because mm-hmm. it's all about you. Yeah. And to switch that around is to become not just a consumer, but a contributor and not just a consumer, but a creative person to create something out there and to produce something. As you just said, you don't have to, you don't have to spend money to create value out there and to, to bring something positive into someone else's world. Hey, Kirk, do you have any last thoughts on uh, what, how do we not just uh, try to consume our way to freedom? Man, I, you know, again, I think, I think if you want freedom, you got to produce. If you want freedom, you got to create. And, um, and, and creation ain't difficult. It's not difficult to think of something and then make that thing come to a reality. It's not that hard. It's not even that hard to do from a, a, a business perspective, a platform perspective. You know, whatever your story is, there's a million people that need to hear your story. Write it down. Write it down and let that be your book and let it be the beginning of your book anyway. And that was the beginning of mine. I'm a guy that I didn't read my first book cover to cover until I was 35 years old because of dyslexia and ADD. I mean, I've, I and even to this day, 10 years later, I've probably still only read a couple of few books cover to cover because I legitimately have a hard time reading. Like it's difficult for me to just physically read. And I'm just in the last year or two even making that public. But to be able to just take whatever you have and do something with it. Somebody needs to hear that story. Get on Facebook, just hit go Facebook live and just tell your story and encourage somebody. You know, you have a thought today and then I just had this thought, blah, 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 blah. And I just want to encourage you that if you're thinking that, I don't know, I've done that several times and people say, man, how did you know? Like, man, Mm -hmm. I just today, man, I was just going through this and that. And you know, it takes absolutely nothing. It is so free to do. It's ridiculous. And you can actually stumble your way into a purpose. You can stumble your way into helping some people and stumble your way into some greatness and stumble your way into your freedom journey when you add purpose to that space. I love it. So instead of consuming, find your purpose and live out that purpose in creative ways. This is episode 15 of the Free Indeed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed Podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.